A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. everybody welcome back to core this is core episode 194 i'm john jagger usually not the one who does this but scott is at a dinner and so it's just me and my co-host bo today hey bo hi i'm the co-host you're the host yeah. uh yeah we're both co-hosts that's where the co comes in i want to point out that i'm wearing For... a house coat today okay that's all it, you know what? It's good that we got the important things out of the way. Bo, I have an important question for you right at the top of the show. All right. Shoot. What do you think of the God of War? Um, would it, I have never played God of War. Never? Never. Now, okay. So not too long ago, I think it was last year, right? They did a new God of War. A lot of people talked about it. A lot of people were very excited about it, very mm-hmm. into it. What if I told you that you would have your chance to play said God of War if you wanted without buying a PlayStation 4? What? So let's get into this because this is the big news. This is the juicy tidbit that's going around. All right. So Sony has. Just before you start, I want to insert the customary Scott complaint. I went to this article on USA Today and the article appeared and then 5,000 advertisements advertisements showed up and there's no article so usa today get it together anyways perfect they nailed it (laughs) you know what it's funny because this news story was literally all over the place and i have no idea why i picked 
this as the link. It was just what I had open at the okay. time. Okay, well, so I'm just just because it <laughs> happened. I'm like, let me click this convenient link. John has placed in the show notes so that we can discuss this issue. And no joke, there is an ad. There are tables. There are boxes. <laughs> there are popular stories. There's a grid that is four rows long. I'm scrolling down. There's a video of NASA. There's four tweets embedded. There is a slideshow of. People taking selfies of themselves. Then there's all that. What do they call that dangly stuff on the bottom? The the, the clickbait. There is yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven rows of that. Then there's another most popular. Three rows of that featured video, featured gallery. It's insane. Anyways, there's so much internet, but you can't experience it all in one day. Oh, I think I accidentally clicked the home button. <laughs> <laughs> Get your shit together, USA Today. All right. <laughs> I don't understand this website. It's about everything, I guess. I don't know. I'm glad I I'm glad I embarrassed myself before realizing it was my error. You know what? It's probably still bad. Honestly, it's probably still All right. not so, great. PlayStation, they're doing something that's blowing my mind right now. Yeah, so basically they have... Sony has a PlayStation Now cloud video game service. It's been around for a while. It's a way to, to play some games over the cloud, the big popular thing that's going around. It used to cost $20 a month. They're doing two things. They're cutting the price to $9.99 monthly. Okay. So it was $20 before. uh, Yes. Okay. And they are adding a couple of really big PlayStation 4 games to the service. God of War, Grand Theft Auto V, Infamous Second Son, and Uncharted for A Thief's End. Uncharted, you say? Mm-hmm. Will all the Uncharted's be on there? That's another video game phenomenon that I have zero experience with. I don't know if they already are on there or not, but they will. these new four will be on there until January 2nd, 2020. Okay. But I'm assuming there's more than just those four games for this $10, right? Yes, uh, currently stocked with more than 800 games across so- PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation Plus? 3, PlayStation 4. Yeah. So you're saying I don't need a PlayStation to partake? That is my understanding of it. Okay. Uh, that it can be played on phones and PC, which means you don't need a PlayStation for it. For for it. Okay. Now it is the it is the streaming version of the game. Uh-huh. So Oh, so know, it's not a local download would it would you play online? Hmm. No. Hmm. It is streaming. So hmm. I don't know if that changes anything for you. You're going to well, have latency potentially. So let's let's cuz that's like a whole conversation in and of itself which maybe we get to. Let's just say it works fine. For the purpose of the conversation, I'm going to find okay. a better article than you. Sorry, USA Today, but you'll no, it is it is suck. bad. Uh, let's see here, PlayStation Plus. But let's say that um, let's say that it is uh, a good serve. You know, gaming runs right. Let's just assume it's downloads on face value. Right. Very interesting, considering that they're in the wake of all this epic exclusivity. That PlayStation's exclusives are pretty, what's the word, like a pillar for the brand? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, consoles, that's just a, a way of life there. And you tend to think, 
you know, geez, I can't play Halo or Gears of War on my PC, you know, because right. they're console exclusives. But Xbox has kind of flirted with the PC versions before in the past. I think Halo 1's on on PC, or was it 2? I played one of them on PC. And, um, but PlayStation has never been an option. Right. Do you ever think Last of Us will be on there? I think I could see it potentially making its way there. I mean, they did the, the so, I mean, are you talking about Last of Us 2 or the original Last of Us Last 1 of even, because when that game first came out, a friend of mine was just like, I played this game. It's the greatest game I've ever played. I will lend you my PlayStation. I don't have any alternatives. Right. I will lend you my PlayStation to play it. And just through, I don't know, laziness, I guess, it never ended actually happening. But on several occasions, this offer was made to me and... I had, you know, to listen to, I say I had to listen to, it was pleasant conversation, but, you know, I had to endure hours and hours of explanation as to why this was a great game. And right. um, needless to say, I, you know, it's always piqued my curiosity. I've seen a bit of the gameplay. I've played a little bit on the couch at a friend. Um, so it's the notion that I can now not have to buy a console to play it is cool. So I'm on the PlayStation blog here. And it yeah. says, starting October 1st, following top blockbuster games, you covered that. These games will be available starting on October 1st until January 2nd, 2020, for you to stream to your PS4 system or PC or download to your PS4 system. So rules is written <laughs> to, <laughs> to borrow the D&D parlance or the TTRPG parlance. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like it's streaming only for PC. Right. Which... If the hardware is a little different, it probably entails some work to transfer these games to a P- to make it PC friendly. So I can kind of see that being like it's a deal breaker if we have to do it if we have to like make a new executable and whatever it takes to like make the game right that run on the PC. Right. Whereas if they stream it, they stream it on their own PlayStation hardware, and they're good to go. Uh, interesting. So has there been a lot of reaction or outcry to this? Like that you've seen or uh no people seem pretty excited about it and actually it's funny because i just looked it up you said the last of us would you be able to play it it's on ps plus so it's those games they're hyping plus the catalog of what's on there yeah yeah so those are the those are the big ones that are coming soon but there's a a big catalog of games there right now and that's not too shabby that's not a that's not a bad deal Especially like going back beyond PS4, because some of that stuff is just stuff that never came to PC. I guess so. The second question I have is: I have a um, a Windows controller. You know, when Xbox had the Windows version of the Xbox controller. Uh huh. I wonder if I'll be able to. I should be able to use that controller, right? I mean, come on, PlayStation. Do I have to buy a PS4? Uh, no. They what actually they are Joy- saying on here you need a DualShock Four controller. Oh, no. They're drawing their line in the sand on you, Bo. Can users connect to their Windows PC to play? Yes, users can connect their DualShock 4 via USB. Well, hopefully, uh, an enterprising and budding programmer will create a software program that'll allow you to, like, I mean... It's yeah, that'll emulate it. It'll be like, oh, it's a PS4 controller. Now, to, that yeah. said, I will say this. The PS4 controller, and this is not an endorsement or anything, but, like, just personal preference... I think the PS4 controller is my favorite controller I've ever owned, and it does work on the PC. 
I've it's not for it. they just... as universally yeah. recognized as the Xbox controller, which is the only thing that prevents me from using a DualShock 4 for my PC. But, yeah. I mean, I I certainly have no qualms hooking up a PS4 controller to my PC because yeah. I love that controller. i got to think somebody's going to make like a, a hack for this, you know, depending yeah. on how popular it gets to. I mean, controllers are the... not sophisticated tech the thing that i i really really like um and that was honestly kind of reassuring is uh jim ryan who's the ceo of sony interactive entertainment he was interviewed talking about this Mm -hmm. and he said a thing at the end that really gave me a lot of potential hope for sony because you asked us you asked scott and i a couple weeks ago you said if you had to buy one right now you just were locked into a console, which one would you get? Yeah. And we we struggled a lot with that. And one of the reasons I struggled is, as a company, I love everything Microsoft's saying, and I hated everything Sony was saying. Right. Um, but Jim Ryan puts out a quote that I really, really like at the end of this, and he says, the track record of the incumbent platform winning the next time around is not a great one. So the major thrust of my executive energy is to avoid complacency. Oh, so I guess they recognize that Windows is making a strong play, mm-hmm. that Microsoft is making a strong play, um, that there's a dominant, uh, there's a fight between a, a an incumbent and a, I think a fairly influential upstart in Epic, right? I mean, Epic's still fledgling, a lot of criticisms, but Epic as a company is very influential in the gaming, you know, AAA gaming space. So they've got to like cut their corn. Nintendo's got a share in there and they know yeah. they can't, com- they just, it's weird because they're competitors to Nintendo, but at the same time they have wholly different products. So they can't compete right. by just making the same thing, but better. They've got to just make their thing more appealing, I think. And Xbox is there to like, you know, yeah, it's sort of coming in on all sides and it's gaming, right? It's not like essential goods and services where people go without food. You know, no. people can, easily just say well i'll wait for a sale well i'll you know get this thing and maybe get that thing later or i won't get anything at all like apple i guess we have to wait for scott i don't know if you said anything on the other shows or not you probably wanted to talk about it this week uh so we'll probably talk about it next week but also the apple gaming business apparently is quite good uh, early reports yeah. suggest so yeah, people are saying they're um, it's pretty legit. So is it, is the list of games under free games for this? I'm just curious to see. Uh, so I found it on, and I will go ahead and just send you the link so you can look at it. Uh, this website, and then there's a section where it says PS Now Games, and you can click where it says PS Now Games List. You can go down and see what all is in there. Oh, some PS Now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then games. All right, and I've got the well, I've got the U.S. store, which is usually the same for these guys as Canada, but there are some differences. Xbox, I can't go to the U.S. Uh, Xbox store. I got to go to the Canada store, so it's possible some games aren't on there. See all games. All right. Oh, that's an overlay. That's gross. <laughs> Whoa, what's a bastard's tail? <laughs> <laughs> it's new apparently I, I was, I'm like don't you mean a bard's tale with some bastards jeez okay and the scroll button won't work for me so. look uh, Game of Thrones has made it acceptable to just really get into this whenever you want they really need to rethink how this website is designed jeepers creepers um, wow there's a dude there's a lot under A and it's a 
big list under A. Nothing's jumping out at me yet. But there's a... I mean, there's a lot of indie games that are also, I think, exclusive. All the Batman games are on here. Uh, that's cool. I don't know. Anything jumped out at you? Blood, Blood Bowl 2 is on here? Um. Well, it's a little more difficult. I don't... There's not much that I feel like I missed, but you did say the Uncharted. It looks like all of them are on here. Sweet. So I can play all the Uncharted games. Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, Uncharted 4. Nice. Yeah. That's... Oh, and you see The Last of Us is on there. That's the... What other big PlayStation exclusives are there that I'm not... Well, there was the there was the Spider-Man game, but I don't think that's going to be on there because oh, I think that would have been in the news if it if it was going to make it. But yeah, no Final Fantasies on here. I know Final Fantasy has long been a you know Sony exclusive, but not that yeah. I'm really looking to play that necessarily. But I'm just trying to think of trying to think of the games. Well, that's cool, man. I think uh, well ha- now we enter the streaming portion back into the conversation. <laughs> Is it jank? Because if right. it's jank, then no bueno. But for ten, is it? And it's not. It's not like a limited time. Ten bucks. It's just ten bucks now. Ten bucks a month. They yeah. Got Pillars of Eternity Complete Edition on here. A game I still haven't got to. I'm supposed to play that with a controller. Yeah. And some of these, there might be some overlap too with the Microsoft one or some other one. You know, you never know. There could be. You could be getting some of the same games. The infamous games are on here. I really liked all of those. Those were good. Like I wanted, Justice is a fantastic. I know the game. small criticism would be, and maybe I didn't really read anything, but it sounds like you have to play these games with the DualShock. No mention of mouse and keyboard. There are, yeah. I'm sure, some games that are designed to run with the controller, but like a game like Pillars of Eternity, I'm probably not going to want to play it on this platform. Especially when the other platform, Xbox, with a much smaller library, um, does offer me mouse and keyboard gameplay with right. the games. I have. And you can download it as opposed to being straight. Yeah, so this is interesting. I think this is going to be like a, I don't care that much about, <clears throat> like the type of person that's going to be really into this is, is going to be, I don't care that much about it. I don't have to buy a PlayStation, but I've got a PC level I mean, I've always, for the past like decade or so, I've had a PC hooked to my TV, like just a full-on PC. I have a second PC. You can get a janky, yeah. cheap PC that'll run video, no problem. And you know, if I had a kid right now, and the kid would want to play video games, and I'd be like, "Well, I can't afford to buy a, you know, I've got a Nintendo, can't buy a PlayStation," I might fork over ten bucks and say it's not going to be the best of quality, but you can play your PlayStation games on PC. It's only costing me ten dollars, so I think there there could be. A strong case for for something like this but i don't know man i may just get it to play last of us yeah the second one honestly soon, last right? of us is good enough to warrant 10 bucks to play it for a month and you know you'll beat it in that month and you know maybe check something else out it has all the god of wars so i, I think this is a cool thing it makes me really excited because there was a part of me that thought Sony was going to do what it did in the PlayStation 3 era, which was, hey, guys, we're Sony. We're number one. Whatever. We're going to just keep going. Throw money at us because we're Sony. But like this sort of decision makes it seem like, no, we're putting on the gloves. We're going to fight. We're all going to fight to get your dollars. And when everybody's fighting, we win. 
Like that's when everybody's hungry for it. And yeah. right now it had kind of felt like Sony maybe wasn't that hungry. Yeah, there's now lo- there's, lot, like there's lots here. Like it's hard to hate on this right now until it demonstrates that it's pretty bad. I would like to see downloadable games and PC controllers, but like for what it is and for the price that it is, this seems like because you don't have the great thing about like subbing. And it's also an annoyance when there's too much of it, but like, because like right now I'm subbed to Netflix, so I don't have an Amazon. I, I only try to sub to one like video streaming service at a time. Right. So if there's some big, like I'm glad I'm subbed to Netflix right now because I'm looking forward to El Camino and and I think there's something else on there that I'm really looking forward to. Um, but like, <clears throat> you know, once I'm done with it, I can go to do the other thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. think about imagine no new games were released right now. Like, think about how amazing, like, this is like, you could, you know, have this one sub for years and have lots to do. They've got new Doom on here. That's cool. And if they're looking to compete, I imagine these big name drops like uh, Uncharted 4, God of War, like, there'll be more coming soon as well. Because, you know, Xbox set the bar pretty high by launching, like, a flagship IP on their streaming server, Gears of War 5. Right. It was... I mean, I played it. I loved it. I even still have it installed. And um, it's, yeah, it's very cool. I, I think this is a great, sweet move. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited. But speaking of everybody's streaming offerings, one other little news tidbit here that I just thought was interesting. I noticed today, so we talked about games we're really excited about, and Scott and I were pretty excited about that the Outer Worlds kind of game. Mm-hmm. And you were a little, eh, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth my time. I don't know if it's worth my energy. You were lukewarm, we'll say. I have to find out if it's like... What if I told you you could try it for free? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if free was the price for this bow and you I mean, could get your answer all you wanted it's essentially free because i bought two months right like the the, the deal i got was two dollars for two months two dollars per month for two months and then back yeah. to like 14.99 oh interesting too that xbox costs more than the playstation positioned one hmm. it does um so what we're talking about is the Outer Worlds, the new game uh, from Obsidian, it has been confirmed is going to be uh, launch day available to Game Pass members on both Xbox and PC. So if you have either one of those subscriptions or the Ultimate, you are going to be able to play the Outer Worlds as soon as it comes out. I have a few questions about this, and this is really okay. interesting. Oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't think John heard it, but everyone in the chat. I didn't. Like, beep, 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 beep. Uh, okay, so um, uh, thankfully it wasn't anything you know inappropriate. Um, yeah. The first thing I have to say is, so if Xbox, and I can't really comment on, I mean, PlayStation might do this too, but if Xbox looks at someone like me and says, sweet, we got everyone in for two bucks or a dollar mm-hmm. or whatever. Now at the end of it, when they're done with their little experiment, they probably going to have a high rate of discontinuance, right? Sure. So it's the, what's the retention plan? So Outer Worlds, which is highly regarded, there's hype around it. It's Obsidian. I'm not immune to the good word about this game. Makes it so that I'm like, 
maybe I won't unsubscribe this month. Right. And so every month now, now I'm thinking every month they have to put something in there to make you go, I could unsubscribe, but I'm not going to because right. X. And But that only becomes a bad deal for you, the consumer, if you don't play it. Right. If you play it, you're technically ahead. Right. But I think the I think the psychology is that like I don't know if I'm gonna have time, but I have some gaming time and like I can install this gameplay for two hours. And if I don't like it I can get rid of it, but I'm already subbed. I've already I'm sorry suck right. on the fifteen bucks, so maybe I play some more Gears of War too. Um the one thing is I'm wondering about this, you know, we talk a lot about Epic and how they're just giving money for exclusivity. I didn't really think too much about it with Gears because I'm like, I know the Coalition made Gears Gears 5, but mm-hmm. it still feels like it's a Microsoft joint in some way. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, like, how are they making money? I don't know. Microsoft's just making money. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I don't, like, what's the deal between Obsidian and I Microsoft? I think Microsoft is the, is the publisher behind it. But also behind Outer Worlds? Uh, I don't think. Yeah, so like I just never it didn't I didn't think about it. I'm like, how is the coalition making money by putting their game on here? It's like, who knows? Probably a ton of people subbed and it's being a bit of a loss leader. But my perception is that Obsidian's like external. There's gotta be money that's changed hands, a deal made. Although I don't remember. I think Microsoft might have purchased Obsidian. Oh. Now, I believe that they... I could be wrong. I might be just making them? all of this up. So anyone can feel free to fact check me because I'm trying to recall stuff from months ago. But my my belief is that Obsidian started development on this and it was going to be multi-platform, but they got purchased by Microsoft during development. So the Outer Worlds is still going to come out on multiple platforms. Okay. And Obsidian is officially now a Microsoft studio. Oh. Well, then maybe never mind a bit on it, but I was kind of curious about how how they you know, make those arrangements, right? Because I mean, Outer Worlds it's not, a, it's not an exclusive, right? To um, to Epic? I don't think it was. I, it couldn't be, right? Uh, I don't. I think it's for everybody. Yeah, I believe. So let me, let me it just say. seems weird because you know, Outer Worlds is selling in a lot yeah. of places. Outer Worlds is going to be on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Windows. So I mean, even you, though they're owned by Microsoft, it's out on everything. I guess what I'm thinking is this: like, if if I'm Epic or if I'm a, a vendor carrying this game. Outer Worlds. We're like, we're excited to carry a game, whatever, whatever. And then you wake up and find out the news that your game is also being on this cheap subscriber service. Why am I carrying this game for? Because you're basically giving it away. And Microsoft is clearly, you're clearly not putting it on Microsoft Store for nothing. Like money, I don't know if, do they count like the number of plays? You get so much money. This is just a flat sum. Like, I wonder how how that works. How they... how Outer Worlds looks at this and goes, oh, that's a good deal. You know, we right. could just sell it at a full price or we could do this other thing. And that's a better move for us. 
I'm sure there's some flat like rate, like, hey, we're going to give you this much money to make it available on our service at such and such a date. That would make up for X amount of sales in the market direct to you. That's what I mean. Plus, here's the other thing that is valuable to a developer, right? So one of the big things that developers hate is used games because they make zero profit on that. So you go to the store, you buy a game from GameStop, you play it, you go, I don't like this, you trade it in at GameStop, I show up, I buy it used. That's now two people who have played the game, but they only got the money for one purchase of that game because GameStop got 100% of the used sale. So if Microsoft is saying, hey, let's get people using this digital, and by them subscribing, that feeds our bottom line, we can then turn around and pay the developer X amount of money as this amount of guaranteed sales, that might be more profitable to them than running the risk of putting it out in retail, which they still get to do on PlayStation 4 and Switch and you know they can still do it for xbox and pc it's just if you're a subscriber you also can do this other thing okay so basically it's like they're losing less money so thereby potentially i mean you'd have to look at their spreadsheets to know but i think that's the that's the theory from the outside looking in yeah okay so retrius tfc says yeah uh both developers now part of microsoft studios team fully owned by microsoft so i feel like once once you're owned that kind of money gets shut you know when it's interdepartmental the shuffling of money is easier than if you're a, a third party so i thought uh i thought maybe obsidian was a third party in this so something to think about for the future then i, I just think those wheels get greased really easily if microsoft owns the company that's launching the big title so yeah okay all right well, that makes sense to me. Uh, so then they can be less. I think in this case too. I think like if you're Steam or you're Epic, maybe you feel you know like oh, whatever about it. I just think if you're it's a third party developer kind of deal. We'll see. Maybe the next game will be a Blizzard game. <laughs> no, it won't be. <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear? This is not actually related at all to what we're talking about. But did you hear uh, Jeff Kaplan? his comments to uh, Nintendo, no. which was, you can have any one of our Overwatch characters to put in Smash Brothers. Just automatic approval, whichever one you want, take them. Oh, em. wow. <laughs> wow. It's just, just a blanket statement. Just go ahead and, and pick it. That's a cozy um, little relationship, right? You know, Blizzard's not a company you think of having, you know, some developers are like, oh, they make a lot of games for Xbox or whatever, you know. Yeah. But Blizzard's kind of got a cozy little nudge nudge over to nintendo but i guess like they're in no way really a competitor like you can kind of think like blizzard well they still they still want to take eyeballs or gaming time space away from you know xbox and playstation back games and stuff but like nintendo's just safe yeah (laughs) blizzard's not doing anything that nintendo's doing so i don't know it's cool would have you played smash it's actually the new smash <laughs> it's like an epileptic seizure they should call it epilepsy <laughs> bros i it's, mean i haven't played well i guess i played the 3ds version of the one prior to this but i i haven't played since I, I got a chance to play at my friend's house one night a little bit and you play it on a big you know 60 inch tv it's now 1080p. The graphics are just like lightning bolts and flashes. And I'm like, I can't see where my guy is. And I'm like, I don't think it's because I'm getting older. I think this game is actually just <laughs> on, it's fueled by cocaine. 
It's um, just, you know what though? Here's why I love Smash. I am a sucker for having more playable characters. If a game comes to me and says, we've got the biggest roster we've ever had, it doesn't matter if I don't really care about the game or even who they're putting on there. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, a lot of characters? Great. That sounds fantastic. Uh-huh. Like, if if the next Mortal Kombat comes out and they go, well, we're going back to 3D, and but we're going to do 100 characters, I'd be like, 100 characters? That's amazing. That's value. I want to get in there. Yeah, it is fun. Um, and we have that from our heroes pedigree, right? I mean, they just keep... They, the the rate at which they added heroes to Heroes of the Storm was unlike the other MOBAs, and it was great. It was right. fantastic. Although those days yeah. are behind us now, but those days are gone. Yeah, that's true. But still, um, cool. I, uh, yeah, I would, I would gladly play. Who do who would you want to be the hero that they added? Like it has to I, be Tracer because she's the fly. She's the Mario of Overwatch, right? So that's that's actually what Jeff Kaplan said. He said he did give his personal vote. He was like, if I had to pick, I would say take Tracer. She's our, you know, she's essentially our mascot for uh, the game. Can you imagine a that. character that teleports like and goes hee <laughs> in in freaking Smash? Like, ugh. <laughs> I am also admittedly a big fan of Tracer, so that might be where I wind up. Um, which is a boring answer. It's like me saying, if you were like, John, what fantasy race would you put in a RPG we're putting together? And I was like, human. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to give the human answer and say, eh, probably Tracer. It just seems like she's, um, well, she's a gun-based character. And right. like, are there gun-based characters in Smash? I can't remember if Star Fox shoots a gun or if he... Yeah, it's a fighting game, right? Like yeah. they might have a gun as an ultimate or a weird move, but like not a basic attack, right? Oh, Samus pulls out her blaster arm and blasts people. Okay, and cool, cool. I just never Star played. Fox I didn't play Samus. Shooting people and yeah. Okay, okay. Then I guess it works. I guess it works. I guess any of them would yeah, work. Yeah, it's just it's just toys. Like that's that's the canon of Smash Brothers. Is they're all like just toys. Winston is the clear pick, but you know, I guess they got Donkey yeah. Kong. It'd be a good skin. Oh, that would be great. They could lean in. They could add a bunch of Overwatch stuff. This could protect us. Actually, why don't they yeah. just make Overwatch Smash? Over Smash. I mean, they could do that, too. <laughs> it's not beyond Blizzard to take a property and just go, well, what if we did it? How so... much How much you want to bet there's an incubator working on a Blizzard Smash? That will never <laughs> see the light of day because you know, everything gets canceled before. You know, yeah. but, but somebody over there is working on Smash, uh, Blizzard Smash. I think that's very, very possible. Mm. I'm just looking at what people were picking. Wrecking Ball, you know. But to me, like, that's the thing is is if you're going to put a character in Smash Brothers, you do want it to be iconic and not like we put the freaking ball hamster in the game. No, Nintendo's got enough of that anyways. Yeah, it yeah. feels... I like Wrecking Ball, but Wrecking Ball would be like if they added the whole roster, then add Wrecking Ball. But yeah, it wouldn't... I wouldn't... Add, but they got some weird stuff in Smash, like like that. What is it? Your um, Amiibo Man or something? Or, I mean, or no, the Wii Sports person? I'm like, who wants to play yeah, the that? Wii, the Wii Fit <laughs> Trainer. I'm just like, <laughs> who wants to play that? Like, don't no, thank you. But I mean, there's I just so know. much in there that it's you're not mad about it. You're not like there was ten hero slots and you picked the Wii Sports guy for one of the slots. It's like right. there's five thousand. I mean, whatever. If you don't like it, just don't play it. But I still kind of hate the notion of the Wii Sports person in the game. Yeah, but, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Hey, 
Bo, mm-hmm. speaking of characters appearing in video games. Sure. Mortal Kombat 11 put out a teaser video for a new one. Ooh, I didn't see this. And I won't be able to okay. watch it with sound because I'm the one doing the recording of the show. <laughs> Which is a little unfortunate because the part I want to I want you to key in on is well, the sound. Because we, they do... It, we're allowed to do like a little bit of sound, right? Like maybe... Sure, maybe, probably. Uh, okay, so what is it? MK Terminator? Yeah. Right. So I want you to hear, because Arnold isn't doing oh, the voice. So the, the news story again, just to back it up a little bit, they're putting yeah. the Terminator in Mortal Kombat 11. We kind of already knew this was happening. Knew because but of the now we, or something? Yeah. yeah, now we have gameplay. Now we can see it. Now we can see what it looks like and sounds like. And, uh, so they picked old Terminator. <laughs> so this was another thing I wanted to talk about. And also, why is he, why when he punches, he has purple gas? He's got Sylvanas' abilities. Yeah. Weird. That's just that's just Terminator powers. I guess so. The shotgun's cool. But they didn't get Arnold, and it sounds most of the time wrong. Oh, does it? Okay, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get to the end right now. I'm just, okay, let me skip through. I'm watching him beat up Jax here. It's really the him talking at the beginning is the where it's bad. At the end, he actually says, get over here, but like Arnold, and it doesn't sound terrible, but it's the beginning when he's talking about how he's an android or robot or something Is like it the that. beginning that he has yeah. a voice? Okay, hang on. I'm just watching the ultimate finish him move. The ultimate is, re- the finisher is really good and kind of makes up for it. Oh, God. So okay. the, just to explain yeah. for the podcasters, the finishing move of the Terminator is he detects one of those time bubbles, you know, that burns like a orb and everything it touches and it appears around the opponent he's fighting, which of course cuts their legs off because they're not in it perfectly. They are then transported into the robot future without <laughs> legs where they begin to try to crawl away from a army of Terminators approaching them who then proceed to blast their chest cavity apart. Oh my God. <laughs> I watched it. It's pretty awesome. Man, they, they're they just knocking it out of the park with these finishers. Hang on. Let me. I'm going to play the sound. You won't hear it, though. But chat you are also a cyborg. No, just cybernetically enhanced. You will be terminated. Oh. oh. Yeah. It's did- not as close as you want it to be. Yeah, and they didn't do, like, um, like, a schlocky version, right? It's someone trying to play Arnold straight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's too bad. It's still cool though. Although I, there must be a skin for Young Terminator. I just find it weird. Play as Grandpa Terminator, and I'm like, the new movie where he's Grandpa Terminator is not out yet. So I just I don't know if I need to be excited about that or not. Yeah, um, there's an element when I was watching it, and it, there is a point eventually where the skin burns off, and then the robots just walking yeah, around. But yeah. prior to that happening, I was watching it, and I was like. This kind of just looks like Arnold showed up and started beating up a bunch of video game right, characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what his character wears. Well, he, actually, you know what? This outfit that he's got on is not like it's the leather suit Terminator. from the eighties. Like, it's probably what he wears in the new movie, which is like Gap jeans and like you know a jacket from where, where to where to we buy jackets. Nowadays, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I live in Arizona. The need to buy a jacket comes what, up very rarely. Chat room, what are the stores in the world? <laughs> Just like, I don't know, Walmart, I guess. Like, it looks yeah. too nice for Walmart, but like some store. Uh, anyways yeah yeah. it just it doesn't look like the terminator it just looks like arnold 
I mean, they've been doing really well and it looks awesome. So I'm not unhappy about this. But at the no. same time, I'm like, you could have, you shouldn't have led with Grandpa Terminator. <laughs> That's, you know, I need the glasses. And, yeah. and you know, we got Linda Hamilton in Gears, but it, sound, it either is Linda Hamilton or it sounds what do you exactly think happened like with that? What do you think happened with that? So Gears 5 gets Linda Hamilton and the Terminator skeleton, but not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I guess they don't get him for Mortal Kombat either. Did they? It's her. They it's got her. his likeness. He looks like him. How did that? How, what happened to Gears? Are like, damn it, we didn't get his likeness. We got Linda Hamilton's. Like they spent the Dave Batista money. I, I guess. So. I guess that maybe the Dave Batista thing was like, hey Dave, do you want to do this? Because Arnold got scooped by Nether. <laughs> like, can he appear in more than one game? I don't know. It's, it's super weird. It, I. I just like this world we live in where celebrities are just like snatched off the street and thrown into video games now. It's oh, like, hey, yeah. Batista, you want to be in Gears? I, I guess. Get in here. We, we got to scan you in. I mean, these are authorized versions, but, you know, the word, the time of the deep fake is coming. That's uh, true. You never, you never know who might show up in your third, like these third party games. Like, can you imagine playing Last of Us, but where someone reskinned it to be other actors just because they can? Yeah. Like, you know, John Wick's in Cyberpunk, so you take the John Wick business and you make him. It's John Wick in The Last of Us and not uh, Gravel Throat McCotness. Well, and that's the other thing. How long till it just becomes memes? I mean, right now we're on a Terminator that's basically just Arnold fighting. How far of a leap is that before someone's like, just wouldn't it be funny if it was Nicolas Cage? Well, well like one of his characters. No, just like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like that's just who you pick. It's just well, Nicolas Cage. I think when it comes to Nicolas Cage, if deep faking of video games, you know, we evolve in that direction, there'll be a, a you know a pirate version of Mortal Kombat 11, and it's all Nick Cage faces on all the Bo, characters. I have an idea. All the girls, all the guys, all the monsters, the dogs, all the cinematics. First of all, I want to live in your future. That sounds great. <laughs> Second, here it is. They do put Nicolas Cage in Mortal Kombat, and they just dress him like Johnny Cage, but they just call him Nicolas Cage. He's right. just a complete stand-in for Johnny Cage, but like, it's Nicolas just Cage as its own hero, like his own DLC hero. Yep, just Nicolas Cage. Everything else is a pure match of Johnny Cage, but with a different first name. And what is it, and what his is, voice and likeness? And what what is what is this thing? It was the Hornets or something. <laughs> No, not the bees. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's who they really could should have gotten. That would have made waves, and I'm sh- yeah. sure Nick Cage probably be like, whatever. Yeah, I'll do it. Give me a check. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cage would be so on board for that, right? Right? It's the anti video game. His last name comes from Luke Cage because he's into what? comics. So that's not a far jump from. Oh, yeah, his, his real his name is stage name. His stage name yeah. he got from Luke Cage. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because he's a comic book dork. Oh. That's... Okay. Then he should be totally like, into this. I mean, like me, I'm not trying to... Use maybe he asked too much money. Me, maybe it's, you know, maybe he asked for too much. Who knows? Yeah. Well, uh, that's cool. Mortal Kombat, you know, still, I think, delivering pretty good DLC uh, characters. I need to yeah, play I that game gotten, at some point. I haven't gotten in since they put anybody other than Is that on PlayStation Plus? Well, maybe. 
Is that on the PlayStation Plus store? Or on the Xbox that you're already subscribed to or any other place? Oh, I don't think 11's on there. I think I... It, Xbox has got a little bit of the epic epic syndrome <laughs> in that there's no convenient way to just search the list of games on there. It's like, yeah, we need so there's that just watch website for where to stream movies and stuff that's kind of essential nowadays. We need that for like just play. We we're just gonna need, need no, that. Uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat 10 is on PlayStation Plus, but not 11. Which makes sense. Ten was what you were playing not too long. Yeah, ago, I, I own right? ten, so I don't really need to play it anywhere else. But yeah, you know, eleven. I love the schlocky story. I do want to play through the campaign. Nether Realm or Earth Realm is in danger. We must go to what's the other realm? Outer Realm. <laughs> Liu Kang, my medallion shattered. It sucks. Uh, I mean, the story's. Hey. It must be fun being a writer on that because you're like. I can phone this in. Oh, yeah. Just go crazy. <laughs> Just go crazy. Oh, like, that's bad. I hope whoever works on that is not listening. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I wouldn't describe it as phone it. <laughs> it's that place where you lean back and you go, can we do that? And in Mortal Kombat land, the answer is yes. Yeah. Not easy, but just you're off the leash in terms of, you know, continuity and stuff like that, I'm yeah. sure. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Have you uh, Have you logged into Battle.net recently? I have. Did you notice something's missing as of yesterday? I didn't. I didn't log in yesterday. One of your icons has now disappeared is because Destiny, Destiny 2. 2. All right, it's gone. Destiny 2, as I spelled it. Dis- uh, <laughs> Destiny. 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 Has moved to Steam. I'm gonna and is no more. longer on Battle.net. I dropped a really quiet F-bomb, so I'm going to mark it. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I know. And I quickly corrected it with an F, but I'm, you know, it was there. Let me mark that. Sorry, chat room. Look at you being respectful. I mean, family values. Anyways, Destiny. Destiny 2 has moved to Steam. That's great. Did you manage to transfer your characters, or did you not care? I did transfer it because... The, there's stuff about that game that's really good and there's stuff about that game is just god awful so there's a chance I might play it on like it's going to be a game It's going to be Destiny 2 for me is a type of game where I feel like a shooter I don't have anything in mind that I want to play and I'm digging through my library and I'm just going to pick that there's yeah. a lot of stuff that takes priority it was on the list when I decided to play Doom this weekend because I had that and that's ultimately the thing is that like I, I don't let me put it this way i don't care very much for a lot of the stuff in destiny 2 i think a lot of it's i don't even know what the word is just unsatisfying i think yeah and it's a game for me that has always been carried on extremely good gameplay but nothing else that appeals to me yeah like the shooting mechanics are good moving around feels good um I kind of like the abilities. I really dislike their weapon and itemization system. It just right. feels like a like it feels like an in, I think what ends up happening is most of the time you get the guns you really like and then you end up with a bunch of other JPEGs that you just trash constantly that are just worthless. 
And yeah. it's that whole it's that whole item level grind from World of Warcraft that is also not a fun aspect for me really. So I didn't find that particularly satisfying in the way that, you know, in Borderlands, which is similar, I think, um, you sometimes get a gun that, you know, farts or something like that. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more opportunities uh-huh. there. <laughs> I just find that the guns in, 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 in Destiny, very boring. And in terms for the kind of game that it is, it's a loot game. We'll put interesting crap in there. <laughs> like they does, right. they don't do anything. Uh, and, um, except the bow they added was very fun to use but i got that one bow in the expansion and that's all i used the whole time i played the expansion because nothing more interesting came along including other bows so i was like i feel like there's a lot of effort put in some places and maybe that serves the people who like the game a lot but not me so no i don't think you're i don't think you're wrong and i think this is why i feel like this genre hasn't been tapped yet. And I know there's this feeling and this general consensus of like, oh, it's another looter shooter. But I don't think anybody's done it right yet because here's the thing. I'm sitting here tempted to buy Borderlands 3, even though I know, I have no doubt, it's going to be a game that I turn the sound off while I play and get frustrated by the intro of and kind of zone out but because it does elements of what I really want to play so well, I'm still kind of wanting it. And I feel that pull to play Destiny 2 again because it does other elements of that so well that I want to get back into it. And I look at those two games, and I think even if you combine the two of them, you don't have the perfect game, but you're getting there. And that's why I think there's still a place for the right company to make the right game to just slip in and really take it and make something amazing because that drive for a Diablo style loot type game where it's a shooter with cool weapons and an interesting, compelling world and story and all of that, I think could be really big. I still think nobody has nailed it yet. No. And I just wonder if it's a resource thing or whatever, because I would say like when I was looking for the shooter to play and I picked doom, there's very specific reasons why I would play that again over um, Destiny 2. And one is there's a limited amount of guns, but they're all interesting and function very differently. So they're useful in different situations. But more importantly, I would level this criticism at Warframe and Borderlands as well as Destiny. The monster designs are very boring. And Doom has chess pieces that... You know, when you have a Hell Knight and then you have a Caco Demon, you know, your approach to the battlefield is different when you got imps pelting you and then there's um, uh, a Baron of Hell hanging around. Yeah. And by the way, those Barons of Hell, they have predictive. There's something they do with the AI where that, the AI for the Barons. See, most of the monsters just kind of follow you where you'll go. So you can kind of lead them. Those predict where you'll be and will path farther around in order to jump out at you from other places pretty organically. And it's unnerving because <laughs> they're also like the highest damage like dudes in the game. But that makes it interesting. Right. And and the other game that I would call in to this court of lunacy, Games. Um, uh, this kangaroo court, would be um, Diablo 3. 
I don't know about Diablo 2 as much. It's not as prescient in my mind or anything, but Diablo 3 has really interesting monster designs. The the one I always think of is um, there's those big beasts with little beasts on them, and then when you hit them, they shake, and a whole bunch of beasts come out, and they proc your explosives because they have low HP, but there's a ton of them. Like There's some just really cool mechanical designs for monsters in Diablo 3, some really, really cool ones. And so I would like to see an eluder shooter that's a first-person shooter you know those death maidens that spin around and form a field around them? Like, let's get yeah. that in a shooter, please. Like, how hard can that be? Like, why did like and everything in Destiny is basically a Call of Duty soldier unit that's a little fatter, a little bigger, different shapes, but you headshot them and they're just humanoid and not interesting right. at all. And and I think you can have those, but they need to like go way further to make a game. I think that's deserving of like praise as a looter shooter. I think Borderlands comes out ahead the most on all these because they do have differently played, like those robots where you shoot, headshot them and the thing and and the big Winston-like Yetis and stuff like that. But like I would say the there's what you were saying, like just emphasizing what you're saying is a lot of the bar is really low and they're like, oh, these monster designs are fine. I'm like, look at Doom. And Doom's putting more new weird monsters that'll have more weird mechanics that you have to figure out how to beat in that first person shooter space so i'd really yeah. like to see like diablo 3 and doom have a child and then one of these games put that out there in the looter shooter thing yeah i think there's a lot of rooms for uh ways for them to improve because like i'm even seeing it in like gears 5 like the enemies in gears 5 are more interesting than what's in most looter shooters at the moment yeah. like it's just a different style of game around it, and it's not one that's really loot based. But, uh, and you also saw a similar thing like that in Halo, where it was okay, well, here's my approach if it's these enemies, but if it's these types of enemies, I have to change it up in this way. Like, people have been doing interesting first person shooter encounters for a while now, and to me, there's really no excuse for not finding a way to put it in your game. Yeah, I would level that at Gears as well. Like, I've been playing a lot of Horde mode. And there's humanoids, right? Like, there's not much inspiring in terms of monster design. And maybe that's really hard. I don't think their monster design is interesting, but I think the way I go about fighting them is interesting. It is. Not it is. because the monsters themselves are good, but because the amount of ammo they give you, the way you reload, and the way you acquire new gear makes for compelling like it's a game where you should just be ducked behind cover and shooting over it and you should you almost universally be safe because you're just behind cover all the time but they have managed to keep the ammo counts low enough to where you are frequently inspired to move outside of cover to grab something and then give you occasionally these really big cool guns that are super powerful but they're only going to last so long and you kind of have to expose yourself to use them properly which puts you in more danger and you can't take that many hits. Yeah. So I think you're right. It's less about the monster, but they set up scenarios that are compelling and interesting that they do. make it better than just, Oh, I stood there and shot the thing. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I mean, a lot of these games get a lot right, but I really find just, just from an inspiration point, like those monsters in Diablo are pretty easy to kill, but they just look cool and do different things. You know, they, they don't, we don't have to model our games after Call of Duty. Like, Planetside 2 is the worst defender of that. Like, Planetside 1 was a sweet game that was its own thing, and Planetside 2 is like Call of Duty, but Planetside. And, and 
I guess there was a period in time, and even now, Call of Duty is like a franchise that I'm sure a lot of games want to learn lessons from and emulate or whatever, but and predict that's what audiences would like to play or what they themselves as developers like to play. But um, I think when you're doing looter shooters, you need to make interesting, just put humanoid designs in there, keep all this good stuff you have, but they need to emphasize a lot more. Um, I don't know, just Doom kind of does it right. It's kind of that sweet spot for me. So, yeah. yeah. That's even why, like, I would say, like, do like I could have reinstalled Rage Two. I haven't finished it yet, but Rage Two is full of just humanoids for the most part, and some big humanoids. Like, there's not much interesting going on, even though they give you interesting guns. So, yeah, yeah. I think there's a place for it. I mean, not to say that every game has to have crazy monsters in it, but no, but... you know, that's that's what I give you know a lot of Tom Clancy games crap for is like not that not that those are bad games, but I know those shouldn't be my cup of tea because it's going to be just fighting a bunch of people. You know, I yeah. know I'm not going to run into a monster in one of those. I feel like military shooters are a genre, and in that genre, it's like you shoot a guy one or two times and they're down because that's it's kind of emulating that real life shooting, right? Counter Strike. I, yeah. A few weeks ago, I watched a, a lot of pro Counter Strike. I got kind of into it. It's pretty actually pretty interesting, but it's lethal because it's emulating military. But like, if you're in a looter shooter, you're gonna pummel five thousand six hundred seventy-two bullets into a monster or whatever the number. Like that gameplay is very. It's RPG. It's very different. It doesn't. It's not real life, and that's part of the fun. Is that monsters are challenging because of the unique mechanics that are presented that you have to grapple with, and then. When there's a bunch of different types, how do you solve that puzzle? And you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah. Well, now well, that's uh, good for Destiny, though. Of Blizzard, yeah, mentioned again. Yeah, we're coming up on BlizzCon. We've got about a month before uh, BlizzCon happens again, and uh, you found a interesting story that I, you know, makes me pretty happy. It's the kind of messaging you want to hear going into BlizzCon. I would say. Some people might call it damage control. I think it's a little mm. bit of that. Mm. I mean, we're past the point of damage. We're past the point of damage control. Like, if that... It was definitely a, a Blizzard-level damage control article if it took them, what, a year to put out the damage <laughs> control? <laughs> when it's when, ready. When, when we the will damage control, control the damage <laughs> when, when it's ready. <laughs> I can just imagine the Blizzard building being on fire and then every, the developers are in a meeting going like... Should we spray the hose left to right or up and down? Which provides the best fire extinguishing that's satisfying? What feels better? It might not be the easiest way. But and Jalen Brax outside waving down the firefighters like, nope, nope, you can't come in yet. Not until we've decided how we're going to deal with the fire. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you want to go um, into? I mean, you found it, so I'll let you uh, go. Yeah. Ahead and so yeah, it. this is. Um, I mean, I found it early before the show, but it was released yesterday. Uh, Jay Allen Brack did an interview on Gamespot. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. He did an interview on Gamespot. I have a bug on my forehead. No, it's a lint. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just caught a glimpse of myself. And Everything a... happens to Bo as soon as he needs to talk about a news story. Coughs, lints on his Coughs, forehead, lints. everything. Um, I'm buying time. All attacks off. you right at once. All right. So, um, J. Allen Brack, I did an interview at GameSpot, a fairly lengthy one. And because it's a GameSpot article, it's not like a gotcha thing. It's kind of a press release in the form of an interview. Um, but one of the most interesting things is to say that. They saw what happened at BlizzCon last year, 
And I don't think it showed up on the live broadcast. So if you watch on a BlizzCon ticket, I mean, you've probably heard stuff, but it's hard to trust, you know, the polemic on the internet. But let me tell you, the I was shocked to hear booing on two occasions during the opening ceremony. Loud booing. And I'm like, we're here to celebrate BlizzCon. Uh, come on, the booing? And I'm like, I don't even, is that a first? How many BlizzCons have you gone to? I've gone to all but, I believe, two of them. How much booing have you ever heard during opening ceremony? Was that the only time? Uh, no. Notoriously, yeah. there's one other major booing incident that gets fairly overlooked. Uh, I don't remember which BlizzCon it was, but it was one that's kind of... I think it was the Geek Is BlizzCon, because it was one where they kind of notoriously had nothing to announce. Uh, but that, was that got, during ceremony or was that after? Uh, so the booing wasn't during the Metzen bit because everybody was still sitting there going, well, maybe they've got something. Maybe they've got something. The right. booing came yeah. the second day uh, or during the um, during the concerts. Uh, I can't remember which employee it was. They're no longer there at the company. Okay. But they came out and they said, hey, you know, we've got a lot of things we're working on. I'm sure you've all heard about little things like Project Titan, because this was back in the Project Titan days still. Oh, and he says, uh, you all want a sneak peek at what Blizzard's working on? And everyone lost their mind, thinking, man, they made us wait. Why wasn't this in the opening ceremonies? Oh, no. I'm so excited. Oh, no. And they proceeded to do just pictures of Activision properties with like a Blizzard tint to them. Like trying to make oh. a joke of that, like, oh, Activision's all up in our business. And people started booing like crazy. It was bad. Was that a um a well intentioned sort of joke? Because Blizzard's not immune to humor or the memes they do that went badly, or was it like a a, a gone rogue, a gone Sarah Palin? It, it was a well intentioned joke that went bad. Or Sarah Palin's a maverick, not rogue. Right. It's a Jin or so kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't know. Okay, so it was okay, so this was I mean, definitely the result was bad, but it wasn't like a, mm -hmm. a it was this was a non unplanned silly thing. Okay. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Um okay, so first time, but you said it was during the concert. Still it's bad, I think, but it was they booed twice. They booed for Destiny because the first, everyone's excited, they waited a long lineup and now they're seeing Destiny shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which uh, I think just more had to do with the fact that they didn't come here for the Destiny stuff and, you know, the Activision and Blizzard optics have never been the most comfortable with the public at large because uh, yeah. they're viewed as the big evil brother. But um, was Jay Allen Brack was saying they looked back at that footage from the last year and reviewed what went wrong. And he came away with, saying that they didn't do enough last year to underscore that this is a where a blizzard is a pc focused company and i think the acknowledgement there is not that yeah i'm just going to say that because you know now everything's gone bad and we're just backpedaling but really to re-emphasize and, and much of the interview focuses on that and the you know the tough questions that we would and we were talking about it last week that we would want answers about and even in a tone, mind you, this is a written interview, but even in a tone that to me is the first time that I can think of seeing JL and Brack speaking in a way that is uh, genuine, 
personable yeah. and it's definitely PR speak, but definitely not bad news for the first time. It feels like good stuff. He now he's the one that said that thing about you think you want it, but you don't, right? I thought he was, but I don't. I don't remember for sure. Who it might did be it. Ian. That's a, I don't know. Somebody said it, but he was very much. You know, he went a lot on a lot about how they were very proud. It was a very proud moment for them to see World of Warcraft the classic make those big inroads. And what they really wanted to drive home is that they are um, they are a PC focused company. They you know the him is Jalen Brack. He wants new StarCraft game. They talk about the canceled StarCraft project very briefly. And the thing that they emphasized a lot in this, or I'll get that in a second. I think I'm sort of all over the place a bit. Um, that they're a PC focused company, and the illusion is that with BlizzCon right around the corner, he better not be doing this interview and announcing only mobile games <laughs> at the next one. This kind of lays some groundwork of expectation, intended or not, right. that you're going out in public on GameSpot and saying we are a PC focused company. So that's, you know, with the caveat that they are always looking adjacent to other opportunities, and that includes mobile. He said they're moving forward. The answer to the question, is Diablo Immortal still a thing? He's like, definitely still a thing. And and they definitely believe that it's possible to make mobile games that are high quality. And he even went to say, he said, most gamers will tell you that mobile games are crappy and that it's the large majority. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Basically echoing the things we've said, which sometimes when it comes to Blizzard PR, they'll just say the positive points, you know, and you don't really feel like you're getting the genuine, like, mobile is a great platform and we're excited to be sharing and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yo, right. speak like one of us. So there was really a sense of, you know, have you ever done empathy training for customer service? No. No? Never spoke with a client? Mm-hmm. But no? Oh, well, so the idea is, and it's very basic and it's hilarious, but it works like a charm. Is if like somebody's mad at you, just paraphrase back what you said to them. You don't even have to agree with them. You don't have to do anything. Just show that you listened. That is like a very strong play in your playbook. And that's exactly what he's doing here is basically just like taking, you know, in general, the kinds of things we've been saying and paraphrasing them back, which I think is something that's been lacking in the PR releases from BlizzCon and since. (laughs) Sure, they haven't. They haven't had much. We have bad news. They've been saying things from their position. When you only hear something from your position, and then the person you're speaking to that you're having difficulty with doesn't, they don't have to agree with you, but takes the act to show that they've heard what you said, and they're repeating it back to you and paraphrasing it in order to confirm that they understand. If they did, great. And if they didn't, you can clarify and get to that common ground. That was present in this in this in this interview, so I thought it was, I mean, it was a good interview, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even if it wasn't like too in depth, it it hit on those notes. So I was really. I happy mean, to hear I'll that. I'll say this about Jalen Brack is I feel like he is in a tough spot. He did not come in at a great time. He came in, you know, Mike Morheim couldn't have been more popular. He came in right as a lot of coverage was getting in talking about Activision making big plays for Blizzard, big pushes. He came in at the time that they were doing things like gutting Heroes of the Storm, getting rid of esports, you know, um, getting rid of and firing a ton of community leaders and and managers and things like that. He was, you know, 
he was fresh CEO at that point. Yeah, he's never done this and before, I, right? Like, it's I also, think he yeah. gets a lot of that blame put on. It. Had a BlizzCon, the the BlizzCon where it was the passing of the torch. That's where you have Diablo Immortal and not much else really talked about. That's exciting, and I just think that as a result, he has become this figurehead of just like. Ugh, negativity. Yeah. And I think some of it's justified. Sure. I mean, uh, chat room is confirming he's the one who said, you think you want it, but you don't. Um, y- you know, people make flippant comments about things all the time. I do about many things that I've been wrong about. And I'm sure he probably in retrospect would say, yeah, that was not ended up not being true. I was wrong. But, you know, we tend to grab sound bites and we tend to say, oh, well, I liked Blizzard yesterday, and now he's in charge, and I don't like it as much today. Therefore, he's the problem, you know. And I don't, yeah. I don't think that's a fair shake. So I think getting a sit-down interview where you get more of his perspective is important if you want to understand more of where these people are coming from. Yeah, and Blizzard, like the the, the ambassadors, I call them ambassadors because I mean that's what they are when they get up on stage and speak. They definitely don't get a fair shake, I find, in conversations just about the humanity of what they're doing. Like the do you have phones thing, the guy, whoever was presenting was dealing with hostility. Yeah. And it just came out. We all say things. I, I definitely, <laughs> you know, doing shows and all yeah. that. Just, I just made a mistake and just get flustered or I get confused in my thought. Like, it's going to happen. You know, and Chris Metzen did interviews with Scott and he talked about being deathly nervous. And everyone's like, Chris is a charismatic guy and like it must be so easy for him. And, you know, to find out it's just like scared out of his mind and anxious that you don't really think about that. So when, you know, that becomes a meme, it's just like, yo, like give that guy a break, you know, and and JLM Brack saying you think you want it and you don't. The thing that occurs to me with the release of Classic WoW is imagine when did jay allen brack start i mean when did a lot of employees start there world of warcraft gets released it's a huge success they hire a bunch of people and they go on improving the game and then everyone wants that original version of the game there's a lot there's a large vocal maybe it's a minority that's vocal who knows but there's a large groundswell perceived or otherwise for the classic game doesn't it kind of make you feel like like if it was me that it sort of invalidates all the work we've done since then. Like people yeah. are more excited for this old thing than what was it? 15 year. Like how many, like than the 12 years of work that we put into this game and they're up there saying like retail lost its way. It's a pile of shit. I mean, those people worked on that game. They work long hours and they're very passionate at that company. You kind of just say, you know, it's, it's also like someone going up to Metallica and being like, I like your old albums, man, but your new albums are shit. You know, and it's like they probably yeah. worked just as hard on all the albums. You know, like they don't owe you their old style. I mean, you can be disappointed, I guess, but like you also have to realize that they're working on that stuff and it means something to them. So if anybody, you know, if an artist gets pissed at you for saying something like that, it's because like, that's kind of I to, to me that's what classic WoW kind of is, and sure there's a lot of people like well I hope they feel bad because now they'll learn the lesson and make a better game and I'm like that's even kind of beside the point you know like right. WoW retail is not that bad <laughs> by any shot it doesn't even deserve that so I, I can see someone being in that position going like we've worked on this game for 15 years and you want the one that we only worked on for two 
Yeah, I think I've said those exact words to a friend of mine about a game that I didn't have any emotional investment in, but he wouldn't shut up about Goldeneye. He's like, man, I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy another N64. What do I need to hook it up to my TV? Tell me what I need, because I'm going to get an N64. I'm going to play some Goldeneye again. And he just wouldn't stop talking about it. And finally, as he just kept going on and on, I was like, look, you think you want to play Goldeneye again, but you don't. Not I was wrong, because guess what? He bought his N64, he bought Gold 9, he played the hell out of it, and I got updates all along the way, and he loved it. Hmm. To me, I had moved on. I was done. I didn't want to go back and play Gold 9, so it was very easy for me to be flippant and say, look, you don't actually want to play it, you just think you do. And, you know, people, turns out people are different, and what people want are different across the board, and... I mean, people like playing chess, and the graphics on chess suck. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not a video game, but like, still, the the point is, just like, somebody up-res chess, please. Imagine I did fifteen years of updates on the game of chess to balance it and make it perfect. Original chess is still getting played way more than my new fandangled chess ideas. Like, there, there could be an argument to be made for any game that no matter how crappy or old it feels that it's locked in a place and time and that they achieve some kind of perfection it could be at any point in any game's life cycle that lasts a stretch of time right like right. you could say patch 23 of heroes of the storm was the best patch out of all the patches or whatever whatever like i i think that's a different conversation but and I think for a lot of people, World of Warcraft feels like it's not public domain, but it belongs to them and it's in the public domain. Certainly, you know, you get sad about MMOs closing down. It takes resources to run them. But at the same time, you're like, okay, if you're not making money on it, donate it to the public library so that people who still want to, like, check that book out can still do it. Well, that's an interesting idea. There should be a public library for deprecated MMOs. Yeah. Right? Shouldn't there? That'd be it's cool. a free That'd just be a fun. free library. I mean the library's free and a lot of people play these games and maybe still want to just hop in, even if it's for an hour, just to get that good old love and feeling. Well, I think mm-hmm. there are some ways. I mean, there's private servers, things like that. Yeah, but it, you know, it's illegal. It's fraught with danger, right? People get sued. And I don't know. Steve Hammaker's always playing Star Wars. Uh, what is it? The is it Galaxies? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm like. But I thought that same thing. Like he's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm streaming Star Wars Galaxies," and I went there and I watched it, and I was like, "Did I read that right?" And I went and I looked, and sure enough, there he is. He's playing it. Here's a game that's technically shut down, so he's clearly playing on some server somewhere, some right. some underground server, and he's streaming it, and it's fine. So I don't know. Maybe they're just like, "Well, there's no other way to play it, so we got to be okay with it." Yeah, I think. But like, somebody at the end of the day might have to stay after school. Like, you know, when the internet first came around, ROMs for Super Nintendo were around for decades, and like, people yeah. are getting in trouble even now for the, yeah. you know, hosting these, making you know, Nintendo like that. That it comes home. That rooster comes home to roost for somebody. Is it a rooster? It's a it's, hen. They usually say the chicken yeah. comes home to roost. Something but, comes you know, home. It to could roost. be a rooster. You know, <laughs> the, the 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 platypus comes home to roost for someone somewhere who's enabling this stuff, right? And yeah. and you know, it, it's just like, but at the same time, you're kind of like, they're you know, abandonware sites are cool. Like there should be a place where those old PC games that no one gives a crap about shouldn't just sit under someone's IP thumb. They should get donated. And could be revoked if someone wants to monetize. You know, I wouldn't be revoking all of your rights, but 
but there should be some way that you know this is okay and that might exist out there right now but i haven't explored that in decades so um the other thing i wanted to point out about this article which i'm sure blizzard has said ad nauseum i mean i've watched and been to blizzcons and been a part of panels so i feel like i should know this but i guess it's easy to forget um he emphasized very much that the company is values first and is not changing under his leadership Uh, he's going to use the blueprint that mike morheim laid out and that it's a developer-led thing and that development is not linear or hierarchical in the sense that I say make this game, so we make this game. He said there's this circuitous way that development is iterated. So it sounds like they just let people kind of go off on projects and they just foster the ones that keep going. And me dropped the statistic like Blizzard axes 50% of its games before launch. Um, including addressing the StarCraft, the alleged StarCraft thing, basically confirming that, yeah, there's a StarCraft game. And the thing he said here was, um, uh, sorry, so I'm reading this directly, so both are important. Fans want more StarCraft games. I'm a fan. I also want more StarCraft games. Fans want more Diablo games. I also want more Diablo games. I'm a fan. Fans want new IP, me too. So the things that we think about in terms of what IP should we use or how should we use it, the team has a lot of, the team, the development team, not like the people at the top have a lot of decision-making authority on it. They think about what type of games they want to create and what gets them excited, and they work on that. So it's interesting because, like, the public might say, you know what, like, we say it on the show, can you give me StarCraft 1 and the StarCraft 2 engine, or can you just give me StarCraft 3? Yeah, and they may just not be excited about that right now. Whereas, like a yeah, lot of companies, like Call of Duty, might be like, "Oh, it's time for a new Call of Duty." That's that's their schedule. They just be like, eh, "We're not feeling it, so we're not doing it right now." Or you know, what I, I mean? mean, I agree, but there has to be some mandates because, I, and you know, obviously, it's going to be an area we're still sensitive to here, based on how we started. But it felt like a lot of that heroes team got drug away from heroes, not. Oh, well, it's just not performing the way I want it to, so I'm going to go work on something else. It didn't sound like they they came to them and said, hey, guys, you know, don't you want to work on something else? There was a lot of rough feelings going around the Twitterverse when developers got moved away from the Heroes team. Well, assuming this is as true, taking it at face value, just believing this right. is all true, it sounds like, there's a democratic approach to it, which could still mean people get pulled off the heroes team, but it isn't jail and Brack swinging around in his Brack tower, you know, uh, <laughs> in Greenland deciding, you know, um, <laughs> deciding like, hmm, I really like Starcraft, but it's getting the ax. Bobby said so. Right. Like it's more like, probably they're sitting down having conversations like we have x resources we have x things we can do put it to a vote and like i'm sure it's not like a democracy where they literally vote but the way he describes it sounds like it sounds bureaucratic to be perfectly honest with you like (laughs) just based on some personal work experiences as a as a possible person with narcissistic disorder and who is like 
very um, self-centered, I guess. You know, kind of be bossy and, and, you know, just arrogant maybe. I kind of, I'm always of the opinion that let's do my decisions, let's do my thing. Let's, you know, I'll, I'll like, I'm, you know, I'm like, of course the company has a game. He's a guy at the top who's going to say like, yeah, that's great, but we're making this. <laughs> I really right. like that that bear you drew, but you know, there's no bears in this game. This is a game with, you know, Kazra. So I want you to make Kazra, or you can find another job. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, my mind kind of is like programmed that way. I think a lot of people think that way, and you know, we do get some insights from behind the scenes stuff about how they work. But I don't know that there's much in the way of really emphasizes and drives home. This face value notion that JLM Brack is talking about that it's developer driven, which means there's bureaucracy, which means like in some work experiences, I may have the right idea, but it'll never get implemented. Right. Because even though mine's the smartest in the room and I know I'm right and I want everyone to follow me and it might not actually be right, but it's got to get buy in from everybody. And the worst way to get buy in from everyone, of course, to be like an alpha, like I'm kind of talking right now and. Right. being a dick about it but you know um i think we have this perception that especially big companies like blizzard that it's like a guy in a suit who's going like yeah shiny she want to make a she want to make a, a a new mmo but it's not what's selling we need new candy crush so go ahead and make it i'm bobby kotick right. you know, like, and, and it sounds like i that's think not i it. think most of us knew that it probably you know, wasn't Jay Allen Brack just coming in and just knocking things out of the way and mm-hmm. and all of that. I mean, even by all accounts, he was a Heroes of the Storm fan. That was what I heard uh, prior to him even taking over was that he was a big Heroes fan. And That's honestly, funny. the funny thing is, is you can kind of tell that all of Blizzard has a bunch of Heroes fans in it because Heroes influenced every one of those games in a real kind of profound way that you don't see a lot of the games influencing each other um whaling but, arrow was kind of in that new warcraft cinematic kind of was. it wasn't a whaling arrow but it was a yeah. <laughs> also uh, i want to tell sylvanas not to shoot her ulti ultimate when the enemy character has one hp left you should save well, that why it ended it was the end of the game she, one, one, she one, one auto attack would have done it you know but now i'm gonna fire, <laughs> there's, I'm gonna, no, there's no need to be precious fire my, that, that's point. bm dude that's bm when you see the yeah. character you know the enemy hero and here's a storm has like 10 hp and you fire your ulti at it it's like mosh pitting the core <laughs> it's not doing anything really pretty it much i get good. that it was dramatic for the cinematic but my brain was just immediately like what a waste of an ult! <laughs> like Thrall and Nanduin are right behind. Like saving their full health. <laughs> <laughs> also, Anduin didn't hand Sarafang. I don't know if we want to get into that. That's a different topic. Well, okay, I do want to just talk about that because there's a lot of people, and this has been the conversation back and forth. People are like, Anduin didn't re- didn't res him, and then there's another camp of people that comes in and goes, guys. Game mechanics have to be ignored for cinematics and stuff like that. Also, so this Mukura, expansion, right? this expansion literally opened with him doing that. Yep. So it's not oh, like yeah. it's not in the cinematic. It was like, his Heroes of the Storm all. <laughs> yes, it like, was in there. He like, could do it. Yeah, and also like the other argument I thought you were going to say was that people are saying, "Well, it's Mukgara. It's a time honored tradition. It's a sacred combat." No, it but isn't. Everybody cheats. But she cheated, right? She cheat like if you're like it's Makara. If I get killed, don't res me because this is de- to the death. 
Okay. Yeah. But there's no magic allowed. Oh, okay. So what's the rule on ma- what's the rules on resing if magic gets used? It's like, well, I guess you get to get res, so you don't have a dishonorable death. But yeah, you know, yeah, just anyways. res him, just res him, Anduin. You really didn't try. I mean, this is this is kind of it, it's it's true in D anD D and in video games and in all lore. When you introduce the idea of resurrection, and resurrection is as easy as making. Craft dinner, mac and cheese for you Americans. Uh-huh. Um, you basically have a race of immortal people, and the problems of your kingdom and of your world are no longer the problems of medieval Earth. You are basically an advanced civilization at this point that can, you know, just like have to deal, cope with diminishing resources because your population is growing, yeah. as well as you know. I guess you can't res old age in fantasy things. That's like the one thing probably is the well, one thing factor. I, I mean, I guess probably he just didn't have a diamond worth at least one thousand. Like gold it's also in medieval times too. Like disease is a pretty big deal because you don't have ways to combat it as much. Yeah. And so, like, what happens when you die of a disease? Like, you just keep getting resed every day until finally you just can't take it anymore. Well, you know, there there are magics that remove diseases and oh, stuff. Oh, just cure disease. Yeah, they've got all the... Yeah. They got, they have the it's funny. They have all this kind of magic that does all things. They don't have an anti-aging spell. It's crazy. Crazy. That's, That's a good point. They crazy. don't. Well, wait a minute. Because <laughs> the Greater Restoration de-aged Varel. Uh oh, in D and D, yeah, in D and D, way more is possible. So the, no. that if we're continuing on D and D, I'm still on the World of Warcraft thread. You brought up D and D, and I just yeah. immediately jumped tracks. My interest got a hundred percent shifted, and I was like, World of what craft? I think I think in terms of D and D, though, because your characters are the exceptional characters, it's still a rarity. It's not like you can go right. around resing the entire universe. You're one of ten people who can do it, maybe. In the whole world realm, but but in World of Warcraft, I mean, I see people getting rid of all the damn time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, easy. Like, in the I world mean, of D and D, like a level three human being is like a hell of an impressive. Like that, yeah, that's yeah. like a Hercules yeah, walking around. Yeah. You're like, you, you, oh there's my arguments gosh. you make to be like Res is rare and powerful and often costs materials and you know it's difficult. But like in World of Warcraft, <laughs> Res is like a level twenty. It's a button you press. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> it doesn't have any I mean, component needed. The guy who's the best at it can res an entire army mid-fight and still good to go. You know, for the alliance. <laughs> he wasn't tired. He wasn't like, I expended all my reagents. I can no longer do this. He was, you know, invincible. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you pick apart World of Warcraft cinematics, you'll find nothing but tears and disappointment. So, just, you just <laughs> watch it and just enjoy it for what it is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, speaking of World of Warcraft uh, and BlizzCon, let's just go over this real quick because it's fun. It's an important thing every year to those who go. They announced the virtual goods that you get for the BlizzCon virtual ticket, or if you're going to BlizzCon. <laughs> Which I don't. I'm. I'm. So is this an announcement? Do I have to make a big? I'm not going this year. Did we talk about that? I think you mentioned that. I know we've, we've talked about it, but I don't know the show. I, think... I don't. I just don't want anyone to be like sad. I guess because um, I, I do want to go and I'm hoping to go maybe next year. seems like a yeah. bad year to miss. I'm going to go only on the booing years, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fall in love with their game. They announced this year and go to BlizzCon the year after and they'd be like, oh, we're, we're canceling. <laughs> it's a classic game now already. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But uh, I'm just I'm, I'm saving money for a new PC, so uh, that BlizzCon funds is kind of being directed to the new. I've had my PC for like 14 years, and it was top of the line at the time, but it's it's gone. So um, yeah. I'll be watching from probably the virtual ticket, which is the cheap, inexpensive price of sixty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Like, wow! Yeah, like Blizzard man, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> on the well, one hand you guys okay, are amazing so that's canadian because i just looked it but still fifty dollars for for us fifty dollars is a lot but it is the price i mean a full price pc launch is 79.99 and i don't know man just because it's tv maybe it's so devalued i can't think of a single entertainment is it maybe just mma fighting and Re- wrestlemania that costs this much no, because you know what wrestling did? They went subscription-based, so you pay $10 a month for wrestling yeah, and you but... don't buy pay-per-views anymore. You know what I think they should do is that this digital business should be included with a World of Warcraft subscription. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, it should. It should be like, yeah, it's sixty four ninety nine. but you know what? If you've subbed X amount of months of the year into into World of Warcraft, on us. Or even an alternative where sign up for three months or extend your sub for three months and we'll give you the virtual ticket as well. Right. And that way you can have all kinds of subscriber numbers for yeah. World of Warcraft. And, it's win-win. And people forget to unsub. Maybe people I mean, maybe Warcraft it's not win-win because maybe they get all these people who are already doing that to then also give them $50. I mean, but... l- l- let's get the lay of the land here. Xbox and PlayStation are giving away the store for under 10 bucks a month. And Blizzard's like, yo, uh, (laughs) we got a competitive offer for you for just two days of excellent programming. It'll be 64. Like that is six months, maybe five to six months of a subscription to my platform of choice where I can just kind of play games. I'm actually going to say... Here's here's For the virtual my ticket. Right. Here's here you know I love Blizzard. I love their products. $50 is too much. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it because the goods you're getting for it, I'm sure a lot of artists and people put time and effort into it, but it's not worth $50. And here's the thing, I don't think it'll be a controversial thing to say on core. Uh maybe some of the stuff that you were excited about getting in years past isn't going to be there anymore. Because maybe esports you were really invested in aren't around anymore and aren't going to have big competitions for you to enjoy on video on demand, which makes the virtual ticket a little less. I mean, I'll double down on what you say, and it's like maybe I'm just happy enough watching it without all the bonus garbage. Like, this is like buy our cereal, overpriced cereal, we put a toy in the bottom. And I get there are people out there that might upset or whatever, and I'm 40 and, you know, kids like this stuff. But, like, honestly, personally, I just want to watch the content. I do not want the free crap that I don't equip because everyone's got this and it's not special. <laughs> like, like whenever there's a skin that's like a BlizzCon skin or a card back, I, it's immediately devalued in my mind and I don't ever use them because... You know what I mean? Like, I, psychologically, mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't earn this. I didn't pay for this. I don't know. Is there anything from a BlizzCon package that you really, really love? Like, the Illidan thing looks cool, but 
I would just play Overwatch and get it if that's something I wanted. Like, I, I don't need it. Yeah, like, honestly, there's nothing in the virtual goods that I think is anything crazy. We'll just go through it real quick. World of Warcraft gets a Anduin-dressed-up Murloc and a Sylvanas-dressed-up Murloc and a Yeti costume. Uh, Overwatch gets a Genji skin and a Symmetra skin that look like Illidan and Tyrande, which look really good, They're really being cool, honest. Great looking. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Hearthstone gets a, Rand, a mysterious legendary, golden legendary, and a new card back. Uh, Heroes of the Storm gets a new uh, portrait spray and a astral crab mount. StarCraft gets portraits and unit skins. And then there's some mysterious Diablo 3 business that has yet to be revealed. I believe it's way Did you see the joke about the wings for Diablo 3? Patrick Beja tweeted it, but it was on Reddit originally, that it's a mobile phone spread into wings. (laughs) It's called (laughs) the the Mortal Wings. (laughs) And there's a Photoshop picture of just the phone (laughs) on the back. (laughs) That's pretty good. You got to look it up. The picture is, it's amazing. It was pretty good it's pretty pretty good um, but i mean those are okay but then i think about so basically anything that's a major announcement that's going to happen during the opening ceremonies and i think the opening ceremonies might be free anyway okay i don't think i think anybody can just watch those yeah. so that's not really part of it so basically what you're paying for is the ability to watch the panels and the ability to retroactively go back and watch video on demand panels, which doesn't last forever. And furthermore, the closing ceremonies are only viewable live. If you mm. miss it, there's no replay version for it. They don't archive any of the closing ceremonies or anything like that. Uh, so... I, I don't know. It's just not it's just not a fifty dollar package to me personally. But you know, for a lot of people that can't go or can't make the trip, you know, this is how they're gonna experience it. I don't wanna like I mean I wanna pay much, something. But... I don't mind paying something and supporting the production or the show for the people that are there, if that even matters. I don't mind paying. It's just really exorbitant sixty four ninety nine Canadian. Like this is this is it's it's just I don't it's too much it's too much yeah that's a lot it costs more than buying any of their games at this point it's <laughs> that's that that's actually true um anyway I don't want to just you know that's kind of ending on a down note wow well, so... I mean I love the virtual package watching it's great it's always been a good experience <laughs> and and nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with it just the price is insane. Yeah, yeah, it's overpriced. I th- I like the idea of saying you can you can pay for WoW, and I did see someone in the chat say, "Well, some of us don't play WoW." Okay, well then you can pay for it normal, but for people who do play WoW, this is a way to get a little added benefit. So, I mean, this is I don't want to get too tinfoil hatty. I think we need to we're getting towards the tail end of the show, and that's usually when yeah. I start to get pretty loopy. But All right. But well, put you know, on your tinfoil hat. It's not tinfoil hat, but just maybe a little. I don't want to say insulting. It's going to come off as insulting. Is what it's going to happen. Okay. The thing that shocked me the most about Blizz, one of the things that shocked me the most about BlizzCon, 
was the sheer number of people who collected pins and were trading them. Yes, there it's a huge. Now I get it. I was a magic player. I'd bring my binder of, you know, valuable cards which actually have a street value, but whatever. Um not to nerd like look look down my nose at other nerds, but like, you know. But I'm just like I mean, I expect somebody to be interested in it, but I always underestimate or fail to recognize the collector type of nerd. Right. And there was a lot. I wasn't expecting to see that. Like people with binders, people trading it. And I'm like, you can't build a deck with the pins and play with them. Like, and I always forget because like I have a collection back here, but I only did that just to make it look good. Like my house is Spartan. I have no decorations. I don't like, putting wallpaper (laughs) like you've seen my bedroom i used to like it's just the bed mattress on the floor there's zero decoration like and i hate kind of thrown about it. so it's more about me unless it's a problem with them but i was shocked at the number of people who you know go to every blizzcon collect all the unique pins that are provided there they design the pins so that they're tradable make you socialize even talk about that and there's a part of me that's like this sixty four ninety nine is like if we didn't offer anything we couldn't do it but we can manipulate all those collector people into spending more money than they need to by giving them the shit and you're out there with your full collections of pets and your full collections of toys in uh-huh. World of Warcraft and I just want to say like I just want to say power to you man. I'm sick too. I have a narcissi- narcissism disorder or something like that. So that is I'm not. The third time you've said that. Were you just I diagnosed today or something? Yeah, I opened up psychology today. Um, well, I've been going down a rabbit hole with social media, which is outside the scope of this show. But okay, on, on the other show I do, Good, Bad, or Bull, we are have an episode coming out about outrage culture, and it got me on a tailspin. We had a big argument. A good one, yeah. but it was definitely an argument. And um, i just been looking up a lot of stuff pertaining to social media and what's going on with it and stuff like that. And um, it led me down a rabbit hole to narcissism disorder. And I did a test. Uh, I came back as <laughs> and you passed. super narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, it says you should go see a therapist. So I've actually been making wow. inquiries because... I recognize a lot of the stuff of myself. So, and like I have a, I have a sister who's been going to therapy. I'm pretty sure she's comfortable with me talking about it and has said nothing but good things and has, has changed and so shown improvement. So she's always recommending videos and recommending we go and it's really helped her out. And we do have a family history. My dad is an insane person. We've never told any of my, we've told some of my dad's stories on here before, yeah. but we've never told them the, the, you know, the, NSFW story. So I, I, I think it's genetic. I think I have. So I definitely have a disorder. Out, I don't when know. When you found out you passed the test <laughs> and you said, well, of course I did. Was yeah. that like oh, the yeah. icing I was on like, the cake? I mean, I didn't want to, to be too con- confirming because sometimes you get your first result out of one test, right. which is a flimsy online stupid test. That's psychology today. So I don't know. Maybe they're credible. But I'm like, Nah, maybe this test is just designed to make me think I'm crazy, but I'm not in order to fuel their economy or whatever, you know. So, but I'm like, but that's what a narcissist yeah. would say. So I'm like, I can't tell. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't want to go to a therapist and have them be like, you are definitely problematic, cha-ching. This and, test is manipulating me. I can tell. 
and it may not be narcissism. Like I've always known there's definitely something off. There's a chemical imbalance on, on some level, but you know, I've never been diagnosed. I, you should, if anyone wants to find out more, go find my ex-girlfriends. They'll tell you plenty. <laughs> they have plenty of opinions on my problems. <laughs> Anyways, that got personal, but I'm yeah, comfortable hey. with that. It's been you on know my what? mind. That's that's what this show's here for. Yeah. So we're solving uh, video games problems. Shout out to all my narcissists problems. in the chat room, yo. Woohoo. Alright. <laughs> Anyways. I, right. I think it's okay to make light of narcissists. Well, yeah. It's not okay to make light of mental <laughs> health disorders, but you know, they're kind of no, ridiculous. But I, I think if there's anyone chat bo keep talking about you yeah <laughs> i just i just realized that my line of thinking on this is highly like i don't do that why are you guys doing that you're weird <laughs> and i'm like i'm just as weird too so it's fine collectors hey. are fine i have an uncle with coke cans from every age and generation and smurf toys he likes to collect things Ooh, i'm always like smurf i don't get toys. it yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, like little Smurfs. You know? I don't know, man. You, I used to have my room lined with those. Remember when episode one came out and they did the like Mountain Dew, Pepsi, Diet Pepsi cans yeah. with characters on it? Yeah. I had the full set lining my wall. But okay. I didn't drink them. But do you like... Eventually like, they spilled. They broke. Because you've got cool bobbles on the back there. Yeah. But you don't collect them like I have to get all on a set. Like you just kind of... Mm-hmm. You see something. I like Artanis. I want that thing. Right, but they release Anduin at some point. You're like, I pass. You know, you're not yeah, like, right. I have to have the other one. I need them all, and right. that's where I'm like, yeah, you don't need to have all the pins from BlizzCon. And I view the I view the BlizzCon collectibles in the same way, like it's trash. And I'm I hope not to offend anyone with that, but it's also honest, no. But so. I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, we all acknowledge that. I mean, what is behind me here? is almost a hundred percent of what I have. There's a tracer thing in the other room. There's, you know, one or two things here, but I've kind of condensed it all into one area because I kind of am the same way you describe where it's, you know, things tend to be elsewhere, pretty Spartan around here, but I got one spot where I keep it pretty busy, but like I look at that wall and every now and then I'll look at it and I'll go, Oof, that's a wall of shame item. You know, like, why did I buy that? Why did I invest in that? I think we all have have those things. I've been slowly every time I move, I feel like I get rid of a hundred DVDs, and I'm still getting rid of DVDs every time I move. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time where I had to have every new DVD that was out. And actually, this shelf behind me used to be nothing but DVDs. I can fill it with random tchotchkes now because that's how many DVDs I've gotten rid of. So. Yeah. You know, we all have our. We yeah, all have oh, our I've got an uncle who has tons of DVDs. That reminds me. Yeah, I just never. Uh, it's the same reason I hate achievements. I just think it. I think it for me. It feels like it always emphasizes what you don't have versus what you have, and it's right. like ah, I just gotta play the game. But I realize I'm making it sound like an insulting way. I just think because I called the stuff trash, and I actually don't think anything. All this stuff looks cool. The Overwatch skins are great. I just mean it's unnecessary. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh no! It's one man's heard. one man's good ungar. No, what one's man's garbage is another good man's ungarbage. That's the <laughs> from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh. Ricky said, "One man's garbage is another good man's ungarbage." <laughs> the wisest words. 
right. I don't know. What do you say? We call I think it that's there. That's a show. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a meaty show. We talked for a long time. I didn't miss Scott. Uh, yeah, we missed but them. I think we I think we held it down. I think we covered a lot of the stuff. We didn't talk about what we've been playing, but honestly, we did a show two days ago. And yeah, I, I and it hasn't changed. Yeah, um, I didn't did... talk about my stuff last week, but it's Gears and it's World of Warcraft, and I've right. already talked. We've talked about all of we, those. So. We, I watched um, the world's worst prisons on Netflix, which scary yeah it's a real up it's a real uplift i'm like i don't want to go to jail anymore not that i ever did but it's like i'm not curious at all you've been on a real week of discovery you're like let me investigate the world's worst I'm a narcissist i'm questioning social media potential mental disorders i yeah. have yeah exactly it's been a discovery you know. week weekend well all right well uh, on that note do we have white hey words? everybody Oh. Thank you so much for joining us. Wait, we got to give uh, out the deal. Yeah, that's you, what I'm doing. Okay, cool. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us. Remember, you can email or call us. We didn't do any of those because we don't have access to them without Scott, but we'll probably do one next week. Uh, so if you want to email us, make sure you go to frogpants.com slash core. Check out the contact us information there. That's how you can send us an email or you can call us, leave a voicemail 801-471-0462. Uh, hey, we also do a Patreon where you can help support our show. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe throw a little money our way. Help uh, help Bo discover what other pressing issues. Is help me play. Like, help me pay for the BlizzCon virtual <laughs> ticket, please. Yeah, let, let him collect some uh, some garbage from uh, some, some good virtually ungarbage. Patreon.com slash core show is where you can go to uh, further that endeavor. Uh, check us out. Website again, frogpants.com slash core. Uh, you can also check out each of our Twitter accounts, the show account core pod. You can find me at John underscore Jagger, Scott at Scott Johnson and Bo at Bo Schwartz. Check us out every week on Wednesday at twitch.tv slash frogpants. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us here. I think this is the most people that's ever watched my channel, so that's great. Thank you, Bo. Uh, any words of wisdom to close out this episode? Um, <laughs> see a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my own words of wisdom. I stole it from my sister. <laughs> I said, Bo, see a therapist. Words of wisdom your sister gave to you. Mm -hmm. And you, All John, right. do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? No, I'll just follow your advice. Thank you. All right. You're not going to join me? No, I'm just waiting. As soon as you're done, I'm going to go, that's a good question, and that'll be the show. That's a good question. Meow. There, go. <laughs> there we go. Hey! <laughs> show. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.